welcome to It Is Always Now with Marty Long. Get ready to open up and let true joy into your life. Join Marty for conversations about inclusivity and respect, the importance of curiosity, and making change happen. Your journey of exploration and discovery into the greater world around us begins now. Here's Marty. Greetings. My name is Marty Long. My goal is to encourage you to awaken your curiosity. Curiosity is what keeps the seeking and finding truth and lasting joy. Loneliness. Loneliness is a very real factor in our lives. Post-COVID, I think we're more aware of this now than ever before. There are many nuances to loneliness, so today I've chosen three movies that focus on slightly different factors of loneliness. It's kind of a place to start. Let's start the discussion with some definitions. What Webster says about loneliness. One, sad from being alone. Movie one gives us the example of people who travel frequently. Two, being without company. Movie number two focuses on someone who's living a life alone by choice. Three, cut off from others. Movie three shows that this often happens when different personalities within a family aren't quite sure how to relate to each other. Next word, isolation. Some thesaurus words, seclusion, solitude, aloneness. Next word, solace. To give comfort, to make cheerful, to soothe. Okay, let's see what insights these three movies might bring to light. For this session, I found a site, Happier Human, and read some of their reviews that kind of helped me focus on factors that others might think are important in these movies. The first one up is Lost in Translation. Now, this is one of my all-time favorite movies. I've watched it more than once, and it actually is number one on the Happier Human list. Now, this movie resonates with me for two reasons. One, Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson are two of my all-time favorite actors. Two, I traveled a lot in my career, and I can relate to many aspects of this movie. Now, here's the synopsis from Happier Human. What makes this film suitable for those who are experiencing loneliness and isolation is the performances of the two stars. Bill Murray, who plays Harris, and Charlotte Johansson, who plays Charlotte. They both feel trapped, and that makes them very relatable. As in this example, going to a foreign country where no one seems to care about who you are or what you really are doing may lead you to ask, have I been living the life? Have I been living the way I want to? End of quote. As I watched this movie, I found that this is a showcase for two different examples of things that can make us feel trapped. Charlotte's experience. She travels there because her husband goes there for his work. I believe he was a musician. 
So when she got there, she had no control. She had no control deciding where they were going to go. She had no control over the hotel. And what's more, he was gone much of the time. So, yes, I think she had reason to feel trapped. And we all get in situations like this at times. And unless we can find a way to take ownership of the situation and find a way to find some perspective, well, it can be very difficult. Now, Harris's experience was quite different. This showed me how we can use avoidance through escapism. It seems that Harris was a very famous person, and a company was paying him a lot of money to come to Japan and make a commercial for, I believe it was a whiskey label. But as the movie progressed, I sensed that Harris didn't really need the money as much as he was trying to get away from dealing with some problems he was having. He took this opportunity to just get away from it all and try to ignore it. As the movie progressed further, it showed me that he was feeling trapped in a relationship back home that was not working for him. Of course, now some escapism is healthy. We need time to step back, evaluate, look at our options. But eventually, we do need to face reality if we want to be able to move past these challenges and prevent them from robbing us of peace and tranquility. I think peace and tranquility should be a goal for everyone. Now, Harris and Charlotte kept running into each other. They were both in this hotel and they ended up talking and forming a companionship. I'm going to share one of the things that jumped out at me the first time I watched the movie. Harris and Charlotte in one scene are lying together on a bed and just talking. And I say thank you to the producers because however else good it can be, sex is not always the answer to everything. In fact, it can be one of those distractions that help you avoid dealing with reality. An excuse to not really think things through, to push your emotions aside. And often we aren't wanting to deal with things head on because we're afraid what this might lead to. So, number one, avoidance is a common factor that keeps people trapped, locked into loneliness. Next movie, A Five-Star Life. This one was not on the happier human list, but this movie is one I discovered during my year of the divorce, as I will always call it. Whatever else you may think about my home state of Oregon, they can be very pragmatic. So, unlike Horror stories I have heard about from other states, my divorce only took 10 months. But I spent much of the time during those 10 months on my sofa in my personal under the Houston Sun patio home here in Kingwood, watching the same four movies over and over while I cried buckets of tears. One of these movies was A Five-Star Life. This is about a woman who travels all over going to five-star hotels, posing as a guest. But while there, she evaluates every tiny aspect of the hotel and records her findings on a checklist provided by her employer. After she checks out and literally walks out the door and gets in the taxi and starts to take off, she tells the taxi driver to back up 
she comes in and shares all of her findings with the manager. Now, she is single. She does have one close male friend, which could have become a romantic relationship. They tried, but it never quite worked. I got the impression she saw this type of relationship as a potential trap, and it can be. Anyway, he got his real girlfriend pregnant, and that ended that. For whatever reason, she continues to live in her single life, perhaps because that's the path of least resistance, another common way to deal with loneliness. The last scene shows her heading out on a vacation by herself. Do I feel sorry for her? Well, not really, not necessarily. I mean, unless she's letting fear present her, prevent her from finding what might be a fuller life. We all make life choices, and if this is really someone's choice, that's great. If it works for them, that's great. As long as the choices are not made out of fear. That will more likely lead to frustration and conflicted feelings as opposed to peace and tranquility. So, fear is a very very real and valid factor in many cases Many times, that is why people remain alone. Third movie, Wild Strawberries. This was number six on the Happier Human list. It starts out with, for those who like old school black and white films, which my husband and I do, this movie's a great choice. Wild Strawberries is a 1957 film a Swedish film set in Sweden where wild strawberries grow. The lead actor plays a widowed 78-year-old Dr. Isaac Borg, who is living in independence and isolation. He lives alone for two reasons. First of all, because he wants to. And second of all, because people are not particularly fond of his cold demeanor. He decides to go on a road trip with his daughter-in-law, who tells him straight up that she and her husband, his son, hate him. Now, I'm going to stop the quote from Happier Human and make an observation. When she announced this, now, granted, he was driving and she was sitting next to him in the passenger seat, but he barely reacts to it kind of takes it in stride, which can be another form of avoidance. Pushing your feelings aside, avoiding a conversation about something that would be uncomfortable. Happier Human continues. As they drive on, the story progresses. He remembers his childhood experiences and how his life unfolded. He reevaluates his life and, this is important, starts to accept his flaws and regret his past decisions while also beginning to appreciate the good that life has brought him. And I call that perspective. I think it's a perfect example of perspective. Happier Human continues, he meets different people while on the road, and these people are able to help him look back, reminisce, and, is another important clause, feel both sorry and grateful at the same time. End of quote. 
You know, life is not all black and white. Most decisions we have to make in life involve murky gray. Refusing to let go of our seeming inherent determination to make everything perfect, well, it never really works very well. At least it's not been very helpful for me. And so, it is like wheels spinning in the mud and your car going nowhere. Now, Happier Human concludes, Isolation may be unpleasant at times, but it can also give you a sense of peace and tranquility. There we are again, peace and tranquility. While loneliness is often associated with pain and lack of social connection, it can also be a tool to help you realize where your true happiness lies. We hope you will find the list we have shared with you to help you understand what loneliness feels like. Another important clause, we don't suggest isolating yourself from the world, but we also don't believe that loneliness is always an entirely negative experience. And to that I say, well said. In this movie, many conversations took place which revealed underlying conditions that were causing this loneliness and showed that there had been a clear lack of any honest dialogue inside that family. So I conclude, number three, that lack of honest dialogue is one of those factors that tends to keep people in isolation. So to summarize, avoidance is a common factor. Fear can be a common factor and lack of honest dialogue. So we all experience some sort of loneliness at some time in our lives, some of us more than others. How do we deal with it? Mayo Clinic is one website. I won't say it's the only one, but it's one of the websites that I consider to be 100% reliable. And of course, loneliness does affect people's health. So I looked up loneliness on the Mayo Clinic app, and they came up with some very interesting articles. I'm going to share the topics of the articles with you, and if you're interested, you might want to look some of them up. Hoarding disorder, another one about drug addiction, several about weight loss or gain, and being an emotional eater, which I will confess I am in some cases. But the ones that really caught my attention were two that were about pets, animals. One, caring canines, receiving support from a four-legged friend. I really like that, a four-legged friend. Another one, why you should live life more like your pet. I'm going to go back and read that one. I love it. I do want to focus for a minute on the advantages of having a four-footed friend or an emotional support animal, as some might call it. Reasons why animals really add value to our life. First of all, they're alive, which means you have to care for them, feed them, pet them, take them to the vet. In other words, their very presence forces you to do something besides sit around and feel sad and sorry for yourself. In the case of a dog who needs to be walked, that forces you to get outside and move. 
And then our four-footed friends can just bring solace. As I was putting this podcast together, I stopped and made a little video on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at Marty underscore long. This one is 10 ways to mitigate melancholy. Melancholy is a common result of loneliness. Some words for melancholy from the thesaurus, dismal, dreary, mournful, sad, tearful. So here are 10 ideas. Go outside, wave your arms, walk, run, just move. FaceTime with a friend, and even if you're feeling sad, lonely, try to find something to laugh about. Interact with a four-footed friend. If you don't have a pet, maybe you can borrow one once in a while or do some house-sitting for someone who has a pet. Four, smile, even when you don't feel like it. There is something about just turning up the corners of your mouth. Five, find a group to exercise with or someone to walk with. It's best in person, but you can also YouTube it. Six, a discussion group or or maybe a book club about a topic that read that, I'm sorry, a topic that is relevant for you. Again, I recommend in person, but... If not, try to zoom it so you can see others and watch their emotions. Seven, invite a friend to get out. Coffee, lunch, dinner. Have them in your own backyard and share a glass of wine. Eight, watch a sunset or a sunrise or look up at the clouds, the stars. There's something soothing about absorbing Mother Nature. Nine, meditate. Open your heart, your mind, your soul. Ten, reach for that something outside of self, which I call the eternal. Number ten is something that many choose to deny and dismiss. It didn't come up in any of these three movies. But based on personal experience, I strongly suggest that if you haven't already, you give it a chance. I mean... It might make more of a difference than you can imagine. And what have you got to lose? Just don't even tell anyone. And remember, it's always time to cry if you need to. It's always time to be alone for a while if you need to. But it's always time to reframe and enjoy a moment of happiness. It is always now. Now.